Liz Kelly, today's guest, author of 8 Second PR and founder of Goody PR, works with social entrepreneurs and other mission-driven change makers to magnify their message and impact. She recently launched the Goody Book Awards, recognizing books that help people. She'll share insights about her work and her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. Liz, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a thrill to connect. Well, thank you, Devin, for having me here. I'm so excited to be on your show after listening for so long to Superpowers for Good. <laughs> well, it's an honor to have you. You know, uh, you work with, as a uh, public relations professional with lots of folks that have been on the show over the years uh, because you work primarily with with people who are into doing good, solving social problems, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, it's about time we had you on the show to talk about uh, you and what you're doing. But one of the things that really intrigued me is a book awards program that you're putting together. Tell us about your Goody Business Book Awards. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. And we did create the new Goody Business Book Awards to honor 100% social impact authors that are making a difference with words. Because that's the first question I ask potential clients or authors is how is your book making a difference? And part of that is also because that's what the media cares about. The media doesn't wanna just talk about a book, they wanna talk about how can that book help my audience? So the book awards were created to magnify and amplify authors doing good. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Tell us a little bit about how an author would apply. Sure. Well, it's you go to goodybusinessbookawards.com and just click on the, the little tab that says nominate book. And then it's a three easy step process. It takes about five minutes. You pick the category. There are 50 categories to pick from, so lots of categories. Then you upload the author information and then you submit the entry fee and sit back and wait for the judges to come back with the winners and the finalists. And there will be at least one winner and one finalist in the 50 categories. The deadline is an annual program is September 30th. If it's after September 30th, when you're listening to this, just go ahead and check out the site because we'll start accepting nominations for the next year. Oh, great. Uh, that's fantastic. This is gonna be a great program. I think it's really gonna make a difference. Uh, for people, and and certainly it's it's a great way to respect and honor authors who are writing words that make a difference in the world. Um, so thank you for doing that. Uh, tell us a little bit about your PR practice with with change makers. Sure. Well, what we try to do is we started a company called Goody PR. So there's a theme here with the word Goody, Goody with a Y. So Goody PR, we only work with clients who are making a positive impact. And there are many ways to do that. So it could be health, wealth, self-help, and all of these are categories in the Book Awards program also. 
So for example, we work with an addiction center and obviously they're making a huge difference by helping military veterans and first responders. So that is their niche, that's their specialty. And we've been able to do so many things with that topic to help other people and, and through the media. So what we do, for example, is then we work with them to come up with different campaigns. A campaign might have a press release. It may have pitches to the media. And then if they get an interview, we'll work with them on media training to help them get their message right and, and feel natural on camera. We're not a big fan of scripts. We don't like scripts, but we do like talking points. And, and having bullets with what you might want to talk about. And then the last step is really about the follow-up because just because you have an interview doesn't mean it's going to get published unless you're lucky enough to have a live interview. So sometimes, for example, I've had clients on top podcasts and it's taken six months before it got published. So that's a lot of follow-up, but it's, it's very important. And our mantra with the media is be patient and persistent and never desperate. So yeah. if you're listening, write that down because that's good advice tip for everything in life with relationships, be patient and persistent and never desperate. Yeah. Now you've written a book about PR. Tell us a little bit about the, the book. Sure. So we get calls from people and they'll say, oh, Liz, we can't afford you, or we don't have time to do this right now. And I say, okay, that's fine. You get our book. It will give you all our PR secrets. And it's called Eight Second PR. I'm holding it up if you're watching the video. But the eight seconds comes from the average attention span of an adult is actually eight seconds, which is less than a goldfish because a goldfish yeah. is nine seconds. So the whole concept in the book is how to be clear, concise, and compelling and get to the point, but also have impact. And it's an eight-step process to go with the eight-second PR. And it tells you everything from how to create your wow story, which is so important. That's what makes you different, uh, to how to pitch the, the media, how to write the email pitch, how to write a press release. The media training tips are in there and then, you know, how to, what to wear if you're on camera, that's important. What kind of equipment, for example, today with this podcast, you have to have a good mic and, and good lighting. A lot of people skip the lighting and, and that is so important on TV and podcasts and video. So buy a selfie light. That's a, that's a big tip I'll share with you. It's only like $35 on Amazon. So yeah. It can make a world of difference. So don't even think about it. Just buy it. And then again, the follow-up is in the book. And we added a chapter eight. This is a second edition. It's a the yellow cover of Eight Second PR. And chapter eight is all about story reinvention. And I want to tell you a brief story about that because what happens is pitching the media can be very hard and very depressing because you keep getting told, no, you know, not for us, not for us. So what you have to do is you really have to have a lot of 
um, confidence to keep pitching and keep reinventing the story. And this story I'll share with you is my biggest, you know, uh, I guess win with PR was getting the addiction center I mentioned on the Today Show. And we went through this whole thing for about six months. The interview was actually scheduled in New York. The flights were booked. And the Today Show calls and says, sorry, we have to cancel. And the people that I was working with, the the spokespeople that were going to be in the interview, they were just devastated. They said, Liz, what did we do wrong? We're so depressed. We really wanted to do this. So I picked up the phone, which took, you know, a lot of confidence, called the producer and basically said that and said, they're really upset. Can you just give me a little more feedback? And they said, oh, no, it's not them. Please tell them it's not them. We're still interested. We just can't do it right now. So keep us posted if anything changes or anything new comes up. So two months later, we had something new to talk about. I pitched it. They went for it. We all flew to New York. It was it was a big, big win. It was almost seven minutes, which is like unheard of on national TV. Yeah. The PR value was... Yeah, it was, it was, I got a media report that said it was over $800,000. So that's the biggest number I've seen. And I, you know, we were all so excited, but if we had not had the confidence to just pick up the phone and then reinvent that story and keep going back to them, even when they were saying no, it would have never happened. So that's, that's really something I try to encourage people with in the book. I try to be a a cheerleader because PR is hard. Yeah, boy, it, it, it is hard. How has it changed over the last two decades? You know, we've seen local newspapers all but disappear around the country. National newspapers have completely been changed and altered as they've transitioned to uh, a digital format. Uh, CNN went from 24 hours a day of real news in the 90s to, you know, 18 hours a day of talking heads yelling at each other. Uh, How has it changed the PR business? That is a great question. And I have been doing PR for my, my first book and then other clients now for 20 years. And you're right, it has evolved. And I think the biggest change is this digital format and the explosion of podcasts and the fact that you can now do TV interviews on Zoom. It used to be you could only do them in the studio. And if you didn't live there, forget it. Or you had to get on an airplane to go to Atlanta to be on CNN. And that was almost impossible for a lot of people, very costly. So yes, if you're on the Today Show, you're you're going to have to get on an airplane and go. But there are so many positives, I think, with, with that change. And it opens more doors and lets you reach more people. The, I guess the, the harder thing is if it is a paper newspaper, for example, my client was just in the Chicago Tribune, then it's a bit of a treasure hunt to find that hard copy. 
because unfortunately, a lot of newsstands have gone away. So the newsstands that used to be in my neighborhood, I can't go to anymore. So I have to go to the website and find how can I order a back issue and then pay for it over the computer and then wait two weeks to get the copy. So that, yeah. that would be a challenge. But there's a lot of positives, yeah. too, with the change. Yeah, it, it is interesting. I remember a year or two ago trying to track down a local newspaper, just trying to get a, a copy of the local paper. And all, the, you know, I was downtown and and finding a, a copy of the local newspaper was almost impossible. I was just stunned. Uh, but it, things have really changed in ways that we hadn't fully appreciated. So thank you for sharing that. You know, Liz, you've had a remarkable career and you've helped a lot of people. And I know that because you, uh, of the contact we've had over the years. Um, what is your superpower? Great question. Well, I think my biggest superpower is magnifying good. And that, and that really is the motto behind everything we do. And a lot of it comes from the heart. And when I was young, nine years old, I went to summer camp. And when I went to that summer camp, what I loved about it was it wasn't the person who was the best tennis player or the best in drama in the play that got the big award. It was the people that were a leader and who made other people feel good and helped other people. So they set an example of being a positive light there. And that impression really stuck with me. And I went to that camp for eight years. I just kept going back. And that that has just stayed with me. And then fast forward to uh, you know when I got in my career and started my entrepreneur journey, I went to Bali and I was in a entrepreneur workshop and they had us take a personality test. And the personality test came back and said that I was a star. And of course I said, what is a star? And they said, well, that's like Oprah. You can shine on camera, but where you really stand out is by making other people look good. And that's what Oprah did so much. So sometimes I joke and say, I'm the Oprah of PR. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, that, that uh, talent of, of magnifying good really is an important one uh, and you do it well. Um, as you think about your experience doing this for a while now, uh, what is maybe a favorite story that you like to brag about where uh, you can demonstrate that ability, the, the ability to magnify good? Sure. Well, I think I had a client who um, he, he wrote uh, diversity, equity, inclusion books, and he wrote a book about servant leadership. And he was a former GM at uh, GlaxoSmithKline, and he worked at Pfizer and all these pharmaceutical companies. But where I was missing on the story was the personal part of his story that really made him stand out as more unique. So by asking him questions and having these deep dive interviews, I was able to find out what I call fun facts about him. 
And one of the fun facts was that he started his first company when he was seven, recycling golf balls at the local golf course. You know, they would pick up the uh, golf balls and then resell them until the club figured out what they were doing and shut them down. So there was a funny ending. But I, I would have never known that story if he hadn't told me about it. And then he told me about, he was African-American. He told me about becoming the, the prom king at his high school and how the school brought him in and, you know, was trying to get his help with the diversity. And there, there was this whole story from his childhood. And I think a lot of what happens is, is something happens in childhood, like my camp at nine years old, that triggers us to what is our bigger mission and what what is the good that we want to do in the world. And so then if you fast forward to how did I use his story, uh, it was Martin Luther King weekend, and I had been pitching him to this, sto- this uh, show on CNN. And there was a lot going on because it was right after January 6th and Martin Luther King Day is around January 17th. So about 10 days later. And the news was all about January 6th, which was very important and, you know, changed a lot of things. But I totally forgot to pitch him for Martin Luther King weekend. So having the confidence and the courage, I texted the host, which I don't recommend unless they give you permission and they give you their personal self. But anyway, so, so I text the host and I say, I've got the perfect guest for you and it's the perfect timing. And he's got the perfect book about servant leadership and Martin Luther King was a servant leader. And anyway, it, they said yes, within five minutes. Wow. So that, that was Friday. And then Saturday I said, okay, we're going to do media training, right? Because he had been on national TV and he, and the first time I said, no, I don't need media training. I said, yes, you do. Anyway, so, um, so we did media training and, and what I was able to help him most with is that TV goes so fast, right? A lot of times it's only two to three minutes. So I said, I want you in the first sound bite to bring up Martin Luther King, because that's the topic of the interview. And they will probably have visuals of him in the background. So you want to bring up his name and how he influenced you and how he is mentioned in your book. So we had to go through that a couple of times because most people, when they're telling a story, it takes them five minutes to get to the point. Well, okay. Within five minutes, that, that interview would be over. So, so that's probably a big tip that I would give. And, and part of that story is that, you know, you've got to, you've got to really dig to find what's, what's at the heart of, of a person and, and how that can apply because Martin Luther King was one of his role models. It was in his book. That was part of what I call the media gold. I look for the media gold that maybe people can't see but it's part of their story. They know it's there. They just don't know that the media is going to go, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. That's uh, fascinating. Fascinating. But what, what, what a great story. So 
Liz, I, I want you to think a little bit. I know you have written a book about helping people tell their story, and, and you often coach your clients on how to tell their own stories better. But when you talk about magnifying good, you're really talking about your role in helping other people. And that's what we really want to emulate is you and your ability. So can you take a minute and coach us on how we might do your work well to tap into your real talent for magnifying good? Absolutely. Well, I think the number one tip that I would give your audience that I do is ask questions and never stop asking and never stop brainstorming. So what I mean is you want to get on the phone with a client or you want to get in a brainstorming meeting and, and you want to keep asking what makes us different? What is our wow? And it could go back to childhood. It could go back to a story. Whatever it is, you want to dig and keep asking questions. And one of the things that I thought about when you asked this question is when I wrote my first book, I remember being on interviews with reporters and they would ask questions and sometimes they would ask the same question, but just a little differently for over an hour. And then I would just get a paragraph in their story. And I would say, wow, it, it took them an hour and, and we just got a paragraph. But what I realized they were doing is the same thing I do today when I magnify good. And that is ask a lot of questions so that you can get to that media gold. And media gold is a soundbite or a story that's going to make people look twice or, or say, wow, or, or have an emotional connection. A lot of people miss that. It's not about getting on TV or a podcast and telling your story. It's about sharing that you're vulnerable, that you're not perfect, and that you have overcome some kind of obstacle to get to where you are. And, and, and people can relate to that. So that's, that's an emotional connection. So those would be some of the tips. And, and magnifying good, there's more to it with, you know, press releases and pitching and getting on interviews and all that stuff. But at the core, if you don't have that wow story in the beginning, you're, you're not going to get any interviews because you can't just say, I want to go in and talk about my cool company. Your cool company is not the story. The story is what makes you different. What's that emotional connection? Did you overcome something big in your life? And so that would be my tip. And yeah. always be thinking about how can your story help other people too? Because that is the fastest way to get an interview. Reporters want tips on how you can help their audience. So if you want to magnify good and magnify what you did, is it's not about you. It's about that audience. So yeah. think, think, go on walks, and you'll find it. Those are great insights. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, uh, Liz, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Before you wrap up, let, let me ask you to just uh, provide some 
contact details, websites, et cetera, so people can uh, follow up on uh, submitting their books for the book awards so that they can uh, connect with you perhaps on social media or learn more about your work on your website. If you just share some of those details, I'd sure appreciate it. We don't want people to uh, leave without knowing how to get in touch. Well, thank you so much for asking and thank you for having me and for all the listeners out there. The easiest way to find me is go to goody with a Y, goodypr.com. And then you will also find a way to submit your book to the book awards. And you can go to goodybusinessbookawards.com or it's also on that main website. So goodybusinessbookawards.com and submit your book. And then if you want PR help, you can look up eight second PR, get the second edition, the one with the yellow cover because it's got 20 post uh, pandemic tips in it. And that's on eight second PR.com or goody PR. So it's goody PR, goody business book awards.com and uh, eight second PR.com. Fantastic. Well, Liz, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in your efforts to magnify good. Well, thank you, Devin. And thank you to all the listeners. And, and you can do this. I'm here to be a cheerleader. If you need help, just contact me at Goody PR. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.